Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the sh Shittiest Thing on Earth. <laughs> Nailed it. Inducted <laughs> out of the park. Goodbye everybody. <laughs> Check out the Patreon. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. Uh, I'm your host Alton with me as always is Reese. Hey, what up? Uh, today we have returning guest, Kay. Hey, Kay, what's up? Hey, I'm happy to be here locked in the podcast dungeon. Indeed. That is where... You can't leave. You can check in anytime you like, but you can never leave. Yeah, Welcome to the, know. the podcast California. <laughs> oh, no, cut that. Yeah, I'm going to cut that probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna leave, if we're gonna leave in, welcome to video games with the shittiest thing on earth. <laughs> uh, then we might as well leave that in. Um, so, uh, Kay has requested that we do another podcast because you are extremely eager to talk to us about Fallout seventy six and Goofesda, the goofiest gaming company on earth. It is my understanding that Kay loves Fallout 76, yes. plays it 50, 60 hours a week, um, and just wants to get more players in his, I don't know, your clan, so you can do the raid. My Fallout 76 polycule. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of making it out as if this whole thing is my fault, but really, Todd made me do this. No, okay? oh, I see. Yeah, you don't have free will when you participate in Fallout 76. Yeah. That's how I feel about most things that I do that I feel I shouldn't. Just eating an entire, like, quart of ice cream being like, Todd, you made me do this. <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. He works in mysterious ways. You gotta understand oh that. God. This is just, like, the fucking 1700s-ass podcast interpretation of Todd Howard where we just say, like, oh, the devil made me do it. But it's Todd Howard. <laughs> What I'm yeah. saying is Todd Howard is the devil. Hot take. Hot take. I want to see an illustration of, you know, that, that depiction of hell. Uh, who's the artist who did that? Like the Dutch guy, where it's like the giant, the guy with the bird head eating somebody. Hieronymus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see a, like a Hieronymus-esque illustration of Todd Howard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, that, that might be our first piece of uh, merch for the podcast. Oh, please. Put put that on shirts t-shirts <laughs> vinyl cassette i'd fucking wear that hieronymus <laughs> bosch that's the full name right 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 but yeah that would be incredible i think that's the only way you could truly <laughs> describe the situation that's going on with like bethesda and fallout 76 right now it's just like this is a piece i like to call mmorpg because it's all these people having fun Audio medium. Oh my god! <laughs> well, now that's this is the this is the thumbnail now with Todd's yes. face awkwardly <laughs> photoshopped. If, if we could make that big thing just look a little more like Todd, this is this Perfect. is sorted. Yeah. yeah, I think we can do this. All right. Um. So this is a horse that has been fucking atomized by now. Oh yeah, Jim Sterling alone has evaporated the fucking horse. Yeah, we've just like we're here, we're here, just like taking swipes at the red mist. 
<laughs> that was the horse. Uh, because trying to sort of suck it up with a, a vacuum. Yeah, but we're gonna fucking do it. We're gonna fucking go through this. We're gonna be like every single other person, and we're gonna just like fucking show the world how fucking terrible Bethesda is. If you case you didn't know already, somehow, if you lived under a rock but has a, but have access to our podcast, which is the lifestyle <laughs> we recommend to all our viewers, <laughs> uh, you will now learn the crime that Todd has done. That's- the- on the outside possibility, you don't know. Well, I'll wait for Alton to get arrested. Yeah, these fucking sirens. They're coming for Todd. If you weren't aware of what has precipitated this, uh, because you do live under a rock, Fallout 76 has released a premium version of the uh, service, which gets you private servers and a whole bunch of, like, nonsense otherwise just cosmetic shit and then like a fancy boys allotment of microtransactions Mm. um and it is incredibly stupid and worthless it is a hundred dollars a year or 13 dollars a month for this trash you paid 60 dollars for and it wasn't even worth the fucking 60 dollars that you paid for it in in one go well, no, because like a month after it was released, it was down to like 80% or something crazy like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. they put it on huge sales. I, th- I think there was, it, it was like Christmas sales, but for a new release to, to be reduced that much is quite unusual. Yeah. A fucking hundred dollars for a year of this garbage. A <laughs> hundred bucks. I feel fuck. like a year, I feel like like a year of fallout 76 is like a war crime somehow it's like the torture they they give in like guantanamo bay or something (laughs) and so like here's a fucking year of fallout 76 you fuck what i'm imagining is a wife going through her husband's financials and finding like horrific porn charges (laughs) you know they spent all their money at gambling and then seeing the hundred dollars for fallout 76 and going listen i get vices I get being horny, but $100 to Todd, I'm out of here. I'm taking the kids. I'm taking the dog. And <laughs> she'd be right. She would be right to do that. No, she'd be the more, yeah, that's the correct thing to do. We are, in, we are encouraging all of you to leave your significant <laughs> other if they have Fallout 76 premium. Indeed. I, I think the first thing we can get into is that, like, to advertise this Fallout first bullshit, they're using the, <laughs> the Vault Boy and one of the comments for it uh, from at Nick Capazzoli. So we'll forgive him being Italian just this once. Once. Yeah. It's interesting how the Vault Boy started off as an ironic riff on advertising iconography. and Gradually, Bethesda turned it back into a straight-faced advertising icon. Yeah, they did. Bethesda just doesn't, like, get that a lot of the 1950 stuff in the first Fallout was satire and, like, not the main <laughs> content of the game. Yeah, they just think it's cool. It's it drives me nuts. Like not to not to 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 self promote so shamelessly, but uh, I made a video about sort of Fallout and its neoliberal politics, and Bethesda's a huge part of that because they they took this universe that was very directly built on saying, uh, you know, hey, at least this interpretation of capitalism is going to lead to the destruction of the world. That is the lore of Fallout, and they were just like, yeah, this rules. Specifically, so I've played the first Fallout game, and like everything about it is just sort of about the pride cometh before the fall of like pre war America was just like this insanely 
hyper patriotic and like jingoistic culture. Yeah. Because like the very first cutscene you see like Canada being annexed and them shooting like somebody in the back of the head execution style and then waving at the camera like, oh, hey, <laughs> like um, America is just like unhinged, brutal military society and everything that they showed about like the idealistic 1950s bullshit. It was like a very much a send up of like the Cold War and that culture. And oh, um, yeah. Anything that Bethesda does with it is like, oh man, the fifties are swell, weren't they, fellas? <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. The the core thing Bethesda missed is that this shit was supposed to be bad. Yeah, and it's like that's the thing that's also fucking shitty about like the the latest Fallout's is that like all the fucking music on the radio is like nineteen fifties music, which is mm. nice. But like the first two Fallout's, you had it like during the intro cutscene. And then everything else was like industrial, atmospheric music. Yeah. So it's just like, it's not really Fallout. It's like, what if you made Fallout based off of like <laughs> the first five minutes in the cutscene? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's clearly made by someone who played the first games and liked them and, and didn't understand any of the themes or what made them interesting. Yeah. So, like, first Fallout, I'm not going to say, like, oh, first Fallout was so original and amazing. It's like, it was Mad Max. Yeah. Like, if you played the first Fallout game, it was uh, pretty much, like, just completely ripping off Mad Max. Well, not completely, but that's, like, a huge stylistic influence on it. So it was very much more closely resembling the Mad Max movies and, like, its tone and theme compared to what you have with, like, modern Bethesda games. Well, I think it was in Fallout 2 where it really kind of came into its own tone-wise and set itself apart, like that quest to get the uh, mm -hmm. the Garden of Eden creation kit. That's the first game where you fight against the, the Enclave. It's been a while. I just remember, like, it was Fallout 2 where you get more of the factions, you get more of kind of, like, the tone of it setting itself apart. Yeah, that's sort of what uh, defined Fallout. But anyway, we've got so much to cover with Fallout. Let's fucking... I'm going <laughs> to say Fallout so often it's going to lose meaning to me. Fallout, 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 Fallout. That's, follow, that's follow, the follow, dream. Follow. All right, so as a direct consequence of this two-tiered play style system that uh, Bethesda has introduced is that uh, now players are beginning to... Uh, my understanding is that they've begun to gang up on people with premium dance moves and shit that yes, they give. Yes, get them, get them. Yeah. Uh, so this was one comment from uh, at Lulu Boo. Fallout 76 welcomes classism in their new update. Fallout first players, we need to assemble and build gated communities for ourselves. This <laughs> poor 76ers are targeting us. We need to come together and shield us from these animals. They will tear us apart and they will never be satisfied. And this is uh, in reference to the fact that um, this is from uh, the Fallout 76 Reddit page. Fallout first players are being targeted in adventure mode. People are ganging up on Fallout first players in adventure mode and are griefing anyone with the icon. I love that. That's the only redeeming thing in this game. Yeah, that they've introduced an element of class war. Yeah, fucking get them. I'm so, I'm so proud of, of the players for, for doing this. <laughs> well, my understanding is the way that 
the private servers work too is that anyone on your friends list can join and also everybody has these huge bloated friends lists from doing trades throughout the game so it's just these people kind of like combing their friends list for someone they traded with six months ago and inviting all of their you know hooligan friends to come <laughs> purge the communities of uh i'm gonna fallout have players. gonna have the fallout pinkerton clan i i honestly love that that's that actually sounds like the most fun that these people have probably ever had in this game here's another here's an example um from cat the human on that same fallout 76 post uh, i trust that name i got beaten up when i decided to do the mothman emote in vault 51 (laughs) at least five to seven people in teddy bear costumes kept punching me Oh, that's like some warrior shit. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of is. (laughs) The teddy bear gang, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this is so good. (laughs) Fallout 76 players are obviously angry about this, because one of the features that they introduced to like encourage you to buy, if you bought the Fallout First service, or stuff that they've been promising to fix for ages, apparently. So like... Scrap storage is apparently a huge issue, like running out uh, of yeah. places to store all your scrap. And one of the things they introduced was a a chest that had infinite scrap storage. But uh, Bethesda being Bethesda, the scrap the scrap chest. There have been reports that it will like eat all the materials you put in them, and you will lose them forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i played the game a bit when it first came out and storage was a huge limitation but they were saying even back then like uh we we will expand the storage uh with time it's just a matter of server space and now they've locked it behind a paywall and broken it i love it it's so good <laughs> it's fantastic and then another feature that they've they've sequestered away in this premium service is the private servers and again, that's another thing that they said at launch that they'd be adding uh, that, that they later were like, hey, you got to pay us more for that. Yeah, they and promised it. They, they delivered that. Uh, <laughs> not, Technically <laughs> delivered. Give us a hundred fucking dollars, you brood. <laughs> Aren't there no NPCs in Fallout 76? So solo play is just like you wandering the wastelands shooting ghouls. And, yeah, yeah and solo like play shit. No just play, just play Fallout Four. I don't. Uh, My hot take is that Fallout Four was also really bad. Fallout 4's writing was bad, but at least there was stuff to do in the game. Kind of. I, I mean, New Vegas is better, obviously. I guess, but, but you know. like at some point when I was playing Fallout Four, the moment that it hit me, I was clearing out a vault of just full of bandits, and. While I was doing it, I realized that there was absolutely nothing interesting for me. Like, the fucking writing would be just like, oh, the couple snippets of like, oh, this is happening. And then Mm. nothing else. It would just be like clearing out room by room, killing bandits, seeing like a little snippet of like, ah, vault tech is bad. And then leaving. (laughs) And it's like so uninspired and dull. The, maybe there's like something in Fallout 4 that's actually interesting, but when I was playing it, uh, eventually I realized that like what writing there was was not interesting enough to engage me at all. Yeah, um, th- there's a couple bits of it that are all right, but for the most part, no, it's it's they didn't give a fuck when they wrote that game. 
It's sad. Even in Skyrim, I thought lots of the writing was boring, but what pulled me through that game, I think, was uh, the Dwemer stuff. Like, everything to do with, like, the Dwemer lore um, and, like, the, the Falmer and stuff had me hooked. So I went through, The Dwemer like, shit's always been the best in, in all their games. That's always been, like, the best idea they've had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went through, like, every single, like, old Dwemer fortress and all the stuff there just is fucking great and like the story with a falmer and stuff like one of the i think one of the thieves guild quests you get to see like one of the statues of a falmer and it's really fucking cool but nothing in fallout 4 really made me feel that same way that like oh man this is super cool i'm enjoying what i'm doing and i think that like <laughs> uh i don't know that's my review of Fallout 4. I don't I don't fucking know. Just uh I think between <laughs> Fallout 4 and Fallout 76, like I think Fallout 4 was all right, like but just right. play New Vegas. There are so many mods. You could play New Vegas forever and have new content. Or as we'll get to, just play The Outer Worlds, the Fallout that made by people who give a shit. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> it's it's are we going to talk about that later? Because I got things to say. Uh, let's talk about it after we fin- wrap up. Like, we still got a few fucking shitty-ass takes. Like, speaking of <laughs> speaking of New Vegas, um, one of the fucking treats uh, available to Fallout First members is the <laughs> Ranger armor outfit. The yeah. iconic Ranger <laughs> ar- armor from the game that Bethesda didn't fucking make. Yeah. Hey guys, remember when someone else did our job better? What a time. <laughs> yeah. So this is from at Malawi Goodness. When I saw that Fallout 76 was getting a subscription service, that was incredibly silly to me. And now I see what the exclusive outfit is, and are you fucking serious? <laughs> Sub to your full price game to get an outfit that was exclusive to the game you weren't responsible for. Nice. <laughs> in fact they're notoriously responsible for anything wrong with it they were putting like incredible like time constraints on uh, obsidian while they were making it yeah they had like uh the development time for fallout 76 was 18 months that's absurd which is insane considering how yeah. obsidian they forced obsidian to use their shitty fucking engine that they mm. weren't familiar with, which is like the Gamebryo engine that they've had for close to 20 fucking years. And it's trash. <laughs> it's like they've been cobbling it together with like sticks and pieces of gum <laughs> for 20 fucking years. This, this old ass MMO game engine that they used on the, <laughs> that they've been using since Morrowind was my understanding. Yeah, yeah, they have. Oh my God. Yeah, and Obsidian had never worked with it before, so they required a lot of help. Somehow, they created a game that was more faithful to the original Fallout games than anything Bethesda's made. I mean, that's not that shouldn't be surprising because they've got people like they had people like Chris Avalon working on it, and Obsidian was founded by ex Black Isle developers who were the team responsible for Fallout Two. Yeah, and beyond just being, you know, more faithful, it was also just better. Just in, like, any way you can think of. It was just fucking better. Except for the bugs. It was really buggy. Oh, it was buggy as shit. It was... Imagine how good it could have been if they were given a fucking sensible dev time, though. Yeah, exactly. If they had been given the opportunity to, like, really 
make a, a great Fallout game with a decent development time, a decent budget, and like a decent fucking uh, opportunity to like learn the the engine. If Bethesda had like made them make like a DLC first and then went to develop the full game, I think it would have you know helped <laughs> them actually yeah. de- learn the fucking engine. But even with like that limitation on them. They still managed to create something that is widely considered to be the best Fallout game. The yeah. thing about this Ranger armor also is they released premium almost the same day that Outer Worlds came out as <laughs> to try to like own them and undercut their news. And it is beautiful how much that just blew up in their faces. And it was just like another, another round of ha ha Fallout 76 sucks. Can't wait <laughs> to much. try uh outer worlds for a dollar on the xbox pass yeah no shit (laughs) fuck me that's like so crazy that like even at full price like the xbox pass is like six dollars a month i think and it's just like for what you get out of that versus that's you're paying less than half of like one month of fallout first premium and it's like instead of getting one shitty game you get like dozens of at least decent games. Microsoft sponsor the pod. Bill Gates sponsor the pod so we don't talk about your connection to Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the Ranger armor, doesn't it? Does it look kind of shitty to you guys? Yeah, it looks fucking off. It looks like a Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looks like they took the, the helmet from like the actual armor and put it on like a really garbage ass model i don't know it's <laughs> shitty it sucks it's like how could they fuck this up but uh it's bethesda so of course they've found a way <laughs> and uh i think the last thing i wanted to say about this is it just like this is just like a giant fuck you to obsidian and the the worst fuck you that they did to obsidian was when they had a bonus a metacritic bonus tied to the game oh where they would get a bonus if the Metacritic was at 85, and it was like at 84 or some shit, and they denied them the bonus. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fucking, ugh. It's such a it's fucking such... petty bullshit. <laughs> like, Bethesda can just go fucking rotten hell for all I care for doing that to Obsidian. Yeah, you know, they used to be, once upon a time, they were industry darlings these these bethesdas but uh <laughs> they just kept being incompetent uh mm. in in their own developments and just total assholes in their in their business dealings and uh well here we are and people were still mostly on their side as early as latest like 2016 as latest fallout I... 4 which is like like looking back on it fallout 4 was just so shitty like so yeah. boring it's so boring I can't go back to that game because it's just like anytime I play it, I feel like I'm disassociating. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, definitely don't play it then. I didn't hate Fallout 4 that much, but I welcome the hatred for it because it is (laughs) hatred for Bethesda. True. Basically. Um, Speaking of hatred, I just want this is the last (laughs) bit of Fallout Fallout vitriol before we get to uh, the Outer Worlds. (laughs) This is from at fuck Bamboni. This dude's having a normal day online. <laughs> uh, Reese, would you like to read this out? Uh, I would love to read this out. All right. So this starts with <laughs> uh, fuck Bamboni tweeting a picture of 
soy face man, I don't know what you'd call it. Um, being the one guy still playing Fallout 76 right now, and he is then <laughs> he is quite happy that it's coming out. And uh, this guy just steps right into the trap. Intricate expanses. Hi. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's some guy just just stepping into this mentions here going, how does Todd's cock taste? And then Intricate Expanses responds. Actually, you all might have finally broken my writer's block because I'm imagining some nice intricate things like strapping trolls into a chair, embedding fish hooks <laughs> in their eyeballs, and running some li- line over a pulley to a bucket into which water slowly drips and fills. So, huh. <laughs> this is, okay, so obviously there's a lot to, to unpack here, but I'm really curious, because his use of the word intricate, I'm wondering if that's something of a catchphrase. Let's, let's finish uh, Intricate Expanse's sol- soliloquy. He has several yes. more tweets. Oh. He just, out of nowhere, he just has a single tweet that says, Wretched Hive of Scum and Villainy. <laughs> clearly brewing uh, over it a little later. Then six hours later, he says, Oh, look, Bethesda updated Fallout 76 again. Time to be edgy and try to come up with new exciting ways to troll everyone and be a pathetic asshole on the internet. This is what I see every damn time. How some of you idiots live with yourselves. I can't understand. <laughs> oh. Fuck. A hundred dollars richer is how I live with myself. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like the sort of thing where it's like, if you really enjoy 76, like, all right, whatever. But like rising to the, to such a obvious troll bait. I'm going to fucking put fish hooks in your eyeballs. (laughs) For Todd! (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a difference between enjoying something and it's fine. Things yeah. I think are bad, but it's when you when you've made it such a, a part of your identity that that's immediately how you react. You've become like a fucking a member of Caesar's Legion, but for Todd Howard, <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, Todd's I'm Legion. gonna strap you degenerates to a cross. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, Todd's Legion. It's yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. Todd is Caesar now. Of course he is. <laughs> But yeah, this guy's having like a fucking normal ass day. Imagine oh, yeah. imagine getting angry at people for making fun of you for playing Fallout 76. Like if you still play it, like you have to acknowledge that it must be like a guilty pleasure or something cuz holy shit. <laughs> Everyone knows that that game is a shit show. And there's yeah. like shit about this about like this on the internet for everything more or less of so just be like haha, look at the idiot or whatever you just don't rise to it because who cares what some rando on the internet thinks you don't let your brain get boiled being like i'm sick of trolls i'm gonna purify every (laughs) one of them off the internet it's just like like, dude this is not a good look for fallout fallout first it's a fucking amazing look for us though it's like holy shit (laughs) i wonder if this guy likes the outer worlds (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna ask him i'm just gonna do tweet it. at intricate express do you like the outer worlds <laughs> and he's gonna oh. be like i'm gonna cut off your dick and wear it around a necklace <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope he's having a good day yeah me too 
Yeah, I <laughs> sincerely hope he has access to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Imagine being this dude's therapist, though. It's like, so how you know how how things been going this week? When I close my eyes, I see death. Death for those who make fun of me for playing a video game. <laughs> Every day on the internet. <laughs> this guy's the, the fucking literal ink. Like, he's like Am, but for Fallout 76. You know, from I have no mouth and I can't and I must scream. <laughs> oh, yeah. <He's> like, hate. <laughs> Let me tell you how much I've come to hate you shit posters. <laughs> This guy, I've, I'm at his Twitter page, and he has deeply invested in Fallout 76. He's doing, like, mapping projects and <laughs> these weird editing programs for the software. Like, he's he's the guy who is super into Fallout 76, so wow. condolences. This is a post from him. I did it again. I can't seem to help myself. Help me. And then there's a billboard that says pee pee poo poo. <laughs> Boom. Now I like this guy. Yeah, this rules. <laughs> this guy seems to be like, um, I don't know, uh, manic depressive about Fallout 76. <laughs> I mean, I think we're seeing evidence that Todd has done material harm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fucking undeniable. To the psyches with <laughs> Fallout 76. It's Todd just released a psychic drone <laughs> to, to fucking warp the minds of his of uh, his most loyal players. It's very unfortunate. Um, it's fucked up. Not every Fallout fan could pull up and let go of uh, <laughs> of their love for the franchise, um, and this is what happens. Yeah. Oh no! Getting mad at Soyface. His own <laughs> Vault Tech experiment to see. If he can get people to enjoy a shitty game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest problem with Bethesda's Fallout, is, is they saw Vault Tech as aspirational. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> all right, so I think that that's, that's all I can take with Fallout. Let's talk about a good game for once. Outer Worlds. Yes, we're going to talk about Outer Worlds, a game that we have enjoyed it's made made by Obsidian, and it is doesn't have the same like super expansiveness of seventy six uh, or uh, New Vegas rather. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't have seventy six's expansiveness either, um, and it just but it c- captures the spirit of it in a way that I don't know. It just it feels like coming home. Yeah, I I actually kind of prefer its approach over the the pure open world. Um, because a lot of the time, the, these games, they, they don't fill their open world. So when you, you scale it down a bit into these sort of, you've just got like decent sized maps on several planets, uh, you can make it more dense and interesting and there's stuff to fucking do all over it, you know? Well, they kind of were able to really structure that first part. I would say, you know, we're going to get talking light spoilers of the first area. There's a... A shitty town uh, that you go to that is very much run down and run by the shittiest corporation in the galaxy. And you either have to steal a power uh, thing for your ship 
either from them or from the deserters. And you kind of learn about them in this area and kind of teach yourself the different culture of the game while you're doing it. And I found that the discussion and the engagement with that this first chunk of the story online has led to so many interesting discussions and has caused like so much engagement in a way that nothing Fallout related has in a long time. Mm. Oh, I yeah, think definitely. That's really impressive. And by the way, if you side with the cannery town, uh, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, though, it's like everything that I've heard about the town just makes it sound like unbelievably shitty the fact that like the company separates families and just sends them wherever they need them it's so ridiculously cruel how the town operates and at the whole time you're there it's just like yeah but it's all we know so it's good yeah i actually thought that was amazing i i think at first it can almost seem like they're trying to to both sides it or something, but I think it's actually just a, a very accurate sort of picture of what people are like under capitalism, where they'll just defend things for no fucking reason because that's just what their life is, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, obviously, Obsidian is not super... There are no pretensions. This is not, like, the socialist video game. No, no. As far as I'm aware, there aren't even references to socialism. The, the only philosophy that, that I've gotten to in this game so far has been, like, the Scientology versus the Philosophist thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Philosophists are, um, I, they seem to be somewhat based on anarchists. Yeah, that's kind of what the impression that I got. It's just like, oh, it's a, it's a French guy who's writing about <laughs> how everything is chaos. It's just like, the two philosophies that they have in the game are honestly the most dipshit things imaginable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're definitely. Well, the game definitely has a sense of humor about it, and I think it comes out in those quite a lot. Yeah, it's like, oh, the philosophists are like, oh, everything is chaos, and then the fucking scientists or whatever they're called are like, oh, actually, everything is just a, a divine plan. It runs off of a, <laughs> it, it runs off the blockchain. <laughs> yes, and it's <laughs> and it's fucking hilarious. But then it gets so weird when you're interacting with the the actual world and it's just like really fucking grim like space capitalism i actually think too that they did like a good job i think for a general audience balancing the decision even though it's like i'm never gonna choose the cannery town just like never <laughs> yeah. in a million years but it's clear like from the um the deserter town that they have, they have like a real fucking grudge against the cannery. And that if you choose the, the deserters, like there will be retributions or not everybody's going to get to come to the new utopia. And so you're very much, you know, taking life and death into your hands. So you, there is, it's not, I think quite as cut and dry as we make it seem, despite the fact that the cannery town is just filled with monstrous pieces of shit. Well, see, the, the leader of the deserters, uh, if you side with them, says, oh, well, you know, it'll be a shame turning away uh, corporate loyalists. Um, and actually, I'm going to go ahead and say she's done nothing wrong. Yeah, I honestly <laughs> agree. Like, it's very harsh that like, they have to renounce the corporation to join. It's <laughs> just like... Um, yeah, actually, that's fucking good, because that corporation fucking sucks. And it's like breaking everyone's brain in the town. Like, yeah, you renounce that shit, bro. 
like literally if the town isn't if the company is in charge just people are gonna suffer because that's all it fucking does is just operate to benefit the, the like spacer's choice and not like anyone else it's the most brutal exploitation uh depiction of expectation i think i've ever seen in a video game it's yeah it is a lot the thing that really got me was the way they encouraged their workers to drink themselves like to death, basically, uh, as during their off hours to help like placate their negative feelings. Like the guy that got injured on the job and they're like, we'll give you a discount on alcohol mm. oh, and, yeah. just drink, and just drink until you get sick and then you die. And then um, there's the story of like, this is spoiler territory, right? But the geothermal plant... Like, if you go into all the logs that are left behind, you can see that it's, like, the one thing there that was making money, and then... Okay, I think Reese better explain it than me, because you were the one that noticed that picked up on this. Well, basically, um, there's a log that you see that the geothermal plant is making money, so they take out insurance on it, and they're like, do not read into this. You are, <laughs> you are ordered not to take actions based on this information anyways we're gonna go send some dudes to monkey with the robots uh don't ask what they're we're doing gonna, either we're gonna send some engineers to retrofit the the plant free of charge yeah <laughs> and just yeah. like yeah uh, i what i had assumed is that it was simply value engineering but the fact that they took out a huge uh, insurance policy on them it just like uh yeah all signs point to the fact that like they fucked with the the robots and then like you go into the Higgins like workshop and you look around there's a log there that says that they've been messing around with the AI cores of all the robots there was only one robot that they hadn't messed with in that whole bay <laughs> and the whole reason that you're in the situation you are in the game is because it wasn't cost effective to go find your colony ship when it had problems so they just wrote off like however many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in the colony ship. And uh, I, it's not a specifically socialist game, but I think it it's a game that addresses class in a very real way that you don't normally see, which kind of brings it to that level, even if it's not explicit. Definitely. This Outer Worlds is a, a kind of art that I, I've been noticing uh, increasingly that is explicitly and, and quite viscerally anti-capitalist, even if it doesn't really say, here's an alternative. <laughs> yeah. it, it, will, it, it won't go that far, but it will go far enough to say this thing is fucked up in this you know specific way. Well, shout out to Higgins the Seagull, who did manage to find uh, a more peaceable solution overall. Uh, but, but requires you not to feel just incoherent rage and immediately <laughs> judge the people you dislike, um, which was not possible for me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even though I knew about, like, the solution that Higgins came up with, I was like, no, fuck the town. The town is <laughs> same. Awful. It's like, I don't want, Absolutely. like, the, like, I don't even want the bio people in charge of the town. I want them... This, I would prefer everyone moved like out of the town because it's like everyone in there just has the fucking plague and it's implied through some of the dialogue that like it's not a normal disease like everyone's dying of fucking consumption or something 
Oh yeah, I did. I never figured out what the fuck that was. Me neither. But it's like implied. Like you get a if you have a high enough medical skill while you're talking to Reed, uh, the foreman guy, he mm. you can say that like uh, you should have developed like an immunity to it by now. <laughs> just like, and then his response is just like, uh, corporate doesn't encourage the word the f- words like should. It encourages the imagination. <laughs> it's like fuck me. <laughs> Well, that that kind of brings me to one of my favorite things about the game uh, is that everyone speaks in this in you, you know how people have like a customer service voice. Yeah. People who work in that industry, everyone just who exists pretty much in the game is is always speaking in that customer service voice. They're always parroting company slogans and it it feels like you, it's very rare that you're like actually having a normal conversation with anyone. And it's so like alienating. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. it's brought up by like the leader of the like what is that what is her name again? I can't remember. Ad- Adelaide. Adelaide, that's right. Adelaide, yeah. And Adelaide points it out when she's talking to. It's like, oh my god, you haven't had you brainwashed by the corporation because <laughs> you're not yeah. like it's not the best choice. It's space choice. <laughs> I do love that as a slogan, though. <laughs> It's funny too when you're talking to like the shopkeepers or just people in general, and they're just like, "Oh, it's not the best choice, the spacer's choice." No, wait, that's the wrong one. I'm supposed to say the toothbrush is the I don't, I forget the other slogans, but they they, they get yeah. like confused and upset about that they're not saying the right slogan at the right time, and it's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's dark, man. It's yeah. like so. I've ugh. only finished that first area. I'm on the I'm on the second part with the big ship. And uh, I've basically at this point committed to just absolutely destroying every corporation I come in contact with. Same. Hell yeah. Because it's like, these people are fucking evil. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. If you want it like a really great example of what lawful evil looks like, uh, the town, the first town in the Outer Worlds is a fucking great example of it. Yeah. Just like unrelenting cruelty that follows a very strict set of rules. And, and there's in nothing- the end, isn't that what capitalism's all about? Basically. I mean, my conspiracy theory when it comes to the plague is that they give people medicine if they're valuable to the company. And so it's like, is this just like some sort of weird bioengineered purge? Oh, shit. That's that's probably it. That was a big thing, right? People being like, oh, they said I wasn't like high ranking enough or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't valuable enough for the company to spend their medicine on and it's such an it's such an insane system too because you think like okay they have a limited amount of uh, medicine but not everyone has the plague but the way the system works is the people who are valuable get the medicine and not the people who get sick (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like they have it in reserve for the people who are valuable even if they never get sick at all it's just the most batshit insane society yeah <laughs> that well, I think it's I've the thing seen. is too is that you know maybe if you give medicine to the all the sick people there's more people around to make your quota or whatever dumb shit and yeah. you know work to improve so everybody can get taken care of mm-hmm. um and it's just it's I'm I'm very curious. I, I get the feeling, as uh repeatedly expressed by Blauerfackel, that there's going to be, you know, extra stuff that we learn to give context to all this from the first decision. And I'm excited to see how this decision plays 
throughout the rest of the game, um, especially yeah. because as you're on the space station, you don't get a better idea of the corporation. It's not like some more nuanced, like, oh, well, they're trying their best. It's like, oh, man, these guys are extra shitty. Yeah, basically. Responsible. The space that you're talking about, Groundbreaker, right? I think yeah. it's yeah. I'm I'm about halfway through. It seems like halfway exploring Groundbreaker stuff. Have you spoken to the shopkeeper with the the moon helmet yet? <laughs> yes. No, I haven't yeah, done that, that yet. Ne- oh, when you're on Groundbreaker, keep an eye out for him. It's he is. Oh God, that's it. It hurt me talking to him. He is. Yeah, uh, no, no, no more spoilers beyond the first town. Right. I think that that is a sure, reasonable, sure. a reasonable Indeed. place. But that the, that is a person you should talk to, and he's right there in the front, open the the central square, rather. Yeah, so uh, I would recommend everyone go check it out. I mean, it's fucking a dollar if you go through the Windows like X- Xbox Game Pass thing, which like <laughs> it's it's so much fucking better. <laughs> It, it, I'm still wowed by just how much better it is than like the Fallout 76 first pass or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> that you just get like so much, so much better value for like six dollars a month than that fucking bullshit. And and it's part of like a more ubiquitous and nefarious attempt to make like uh, Microsoft Windows the only way you can really game. I feel I think mm-hmm. they're gonna start cracking down on making it easy to use steam and stuff like that that's my conspiracy theory but right now they have a st- a fucking so more, more games than you could ever play for six dollars a month and Basically. all of the microsoft like first party triple a stuff is just like gears of war day one outer worlds day one um and a ton of good like great small indie games from yeah the past couple years yeah so i've <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to paying a hundred dollars a month to have the premium experience with fucking fallout 76 or like whatever the fucking price of it now is now i played one dollar to play the outer worlds the thing that always gets me with that stuff is like the premium currency that you a little allowance that they give you and they're just like i'm gonna buy a chair with my treat <laughs> money from todd today mm-hmm. and i'm gonna sit in my chair and just feel satisfied with capitalism <laughs> thank oh, you todd as the world dies i live <laughs> in my chair in my chair yeah so uh basically my review if you like for uh the outer worlds is that like uh, it it can be very anti-capitalist obviously you could be a little fucking dipshit and be pro-corporation the entire time that's the thing that i don't like about it is that like it's clearly not like this ultra lefty socialist video game um because it's like i i felt like i was fighting the dialogue trees every time to pick the one that was like no fuck you corporation yeah seriously it's just like <laughs> one option that i agree with and then every other one is just like well you know both sides are i actually like this suffering thank you corporation <laughs> just like that's the fucking dialogue tree it's just like there's only one option if you're if you're like a socialist basically well, the corporate run, of course, is the evil playthrough. I mean, yeah, basically. I mean, it's like doing a Legion run, which I have never been able to actually... Like, I get... Like, I, I start a Legion run, and then, like, midway through the dialogue treats, I'm just like, fuck you, vats! <laughs> <laughs> it's... I, I've done it. It's really fucking funny. They are... I, I actually think the Legion's a really good uh, representation of, of that kind of fascist. 
like the mm-hmm. the the European history fetishist who knows nothing about European history. It's I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> I know at one point he brings up Hegelian dialectics. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bro! It's <laughs> just, just like holy shit. <laughs> I don't know what else do we want to talk about. We've been recording for like an hour. I think it probably won't get to the second topic. Oh wow! Time flies when you're dunking on Todd. It does. It sure does. Uh, I mean, I think that. <laughs> Honestly, this would be good enough for an episode on its own, just dunking on Todd Howard. Uh, try and figure out Photoshop and make the Hieronymus Bosch <laughs> painting of Todd Howard. <laughs> oh, Todd Hieronymus Bosch. Todd Hieronymus Bosch. <laughs> so are we at an hour or is it like... Yeah, we're at an hour. All right. I, I think we should not self-harm Yeah, do really long episodes. Agreed. Yeah. Do we have any more? Do we have just like a little bit of salt? <laughs> just a little bit of salt? Just a little bit of salt. Sprinkle it on. Uh, I think we're out of uh, Fallout stuff. But uh, as a preview for the next episode, uh, I guess um, Blizzard exists. The Blizzard thing is happening right now. We'll probably have an episode afterwards about it. Oh man! Oh, the the nice thing about the Blizzard stuff is that it just keeps on happening. Um, yeah, the the two the two main characters of Twitter for like the past month have been Bethesda and uh, Blizzard. <laughs> and of course, yeah. what we're talking about is how excited we are for Overwatch Two. Oh uh, no, uh, Diablo Four! I uh, yeah, just cranking my hog at that. I, I mean. <laughs> Honestly, I even though, know. it looks it looks pretty good, though. I might actually. <laughs> I mean, that's the uh, the one. Okay, I know the, the the bit of salt we can end on. Okay, all right, I'm ready. I'm limbering up. <laughs> uh, it was the post, uh, and somebody like taking the image and said, "This is my favorite post ever." And it was someone posting on the Blizzard forum, being like, "Is there any way to undelete my account?" At the time, I was very angry about the Hong Kong protests, <laughs> but with the Overwatch <laughs> Halloween event coming up, I thought I would be fun to get back into it. I spent a lot of money on skins, and I don't want to see them all just go to waste because I didn't get my account. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that rules. That rules. <laughs> get fucked, Hong Kong. There's Halloween skins. Come on. Oh, man. I, I'm chomping at the bit to eviscerate gamers over this Blizzard stuff. So, next episode. <laughs> I mean, that's the great. attitude. Is that... I mean, I think there's been plenty of people who have been, like, trolling Blizzard, but I think everybody's going to come crawling back. That's what That's what gamers do. They have zero spine. Like... Gamers have never had the attention span to actually follow through on any of their little boycotts. Like, and it's not like Fallout 76 is really the same thing because it's just a bad game and you can't keep people playing a bad game. Uh, it's more like stuff with like Blizzard where they still make good games. They're just fucking kind of evil. Well, the games that they make are like certainly kind of going downhill a bit. And the mm. reason that there are new announcements for every single one of their franchises is because Blizzard knows the gamers. They know so long as you put a little treat on their nose that <laughs> that they're going to forget that how angry they were before. So yeah. 
They only have an attention span for harassing women. That's the only thing they finish when <laughs> Pretty they start much. it. That's the only thing that managed to keep them consistently angry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, these freaks are still out there getting ravenous about um, uh, Zoe Quinn and stuff like that. It is, it's been years. It's, yeah. When did it start? Like 2004? No, 2014? I think 2014. <laughs> it feels like yeah. 2004. I went back and looked at it and I was like, was it really that soon? It feels yeah. like... At the dawn of the internet, Chuds got angry at Zoe Quinn. <laughs> God created the heaven and the earth, and then created Zoe Quinn and gamers so that gamers could harass her. <laughs> oh, it's so true. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so I think that's it. We can wrap up now. All right. So where can people find your great online content, Kay, and your delightful uh, ferret skittles hell yeah yeah you can you can find me on youtube my channel's called k and skittles i make all sorts of politics videos and uh, i'm on twitter and skittles was a banana for halloween and i think that's pretty cool it's such a fucking good photo i love skittles <laughs> <with a> banana. <laughs> i mean literally uh ferrets are just like the best yeah they're scientifically proven to be the best pet it's, it's case closed yeah, I've always wanted a ferret, but my parents are like, uh, no. Have like, have like 11 dogs and cats instead. Uh, <laughs> tell your parents that's racist. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is your Twitter account again? Uh, it's at KN Skittles. Excellent. All right. Reese, yeah. where can people find you on the interweb? You can find me at your very good bud on Twitter. You can check out my fake news in New York Times op-ed Twitter account at NY Times op-ed, and uh, that's it. All right, then you can find our main channel uh, for on Twitter is at Vigatwato, where we post all the episode links and uh, share gamer memes and shit like that. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's gotten huge recently. It's got it's up to like over six thousand followers because we dunked on wow. Todd Howard. Hey, <laughs> ride that gravy train! Hell yeah! It, it, Todd Howard and PewDiePie have we've we've ridden their clout all the way <laughs> to six thousand followers. Indeed. Um, and then you can find our website at uh, co. And uh, you can find all the VODs on my YouTube at Alton Plays. I'm uploading all the VODs. I need to go back and um, fucking do all the new episodes we did. Uh, but you can also find videos there of us playing video games. And it's very funny and you should check them out. Check them out. You can find me at uh, 8Alton8 on Twitter and at my aforementioned YouTube. Well, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash... Vigatwito, where you should donate so we can buy Fallout 76 to make fun of it for 25 minutes. <laughs> they need 100 bucks every yeah. year for this. So 200 because there's right. two of us. Oh, Actually, shit, yeah. of course. 200, $200. So we're, we're trusting you to make that happen, audience. Yeah, cough it up. Come on. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 just
is decompressing. Deep, he's a deep, deep sigh. sigh. <laughs> and then oh, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> then play Suicide is Painless and end the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. So the patrons for this month for our powerful poster tier are Robert Miles, Martin Lucas, oh boy, Pretty Fly for a Wife Kai, aka Conky, Jarhead Kuntz, Higgins the Seagull, Nick Rubin, Nathan Melby, Tholos, Kyle Reederman, Eggs, Tom Devan the Video Game Man, Jack Sammons, Dissonant Dragon, New Dark Cloud, and last but not least, Jordan. Thank you everyone so much for supporting the pod. We've been gone for a pretty long time, but we're coming back. And we're coming back with not one, but two new premium episodes. So keep an eye out for that in the future. So until next time, bye. Bye.